0: Welcome to Crossing Darkness, a podcast about the role playing games set in the world of darkness and other tabletop games. We are broadcasting over Twitch every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Time and are open to chatting with the fans during the show. This is Season 3, Episode 4 Werewolf the Apocalypse. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and my co host is Moto Rory, who helped me create this podcast as well as a 40 person four table Gen Con event. How's it going, uh, Moto?
1: Oh, pretty good. I uh, had a nice, relaxing weekend after a week of political turmoil here in the United States, uh, which I, I pay attention to far too much, and I am ready to stop paying attention to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely interesting times, and uh, I, I, I like to be able to uh, just kind of delve into the the fantasy world of uh, video games and role playing games to escape all the insanity that's going on normally. Um, but uh, this game kind of delves right into the depths of uh, insanity as well. With uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse. So uh, what is Werewolf the Apocalypse?
1: Oh, what is Werewolf the Apocalypse? Well, it's a role-playing game. uh, Originally published in the 90s at some point uh, by White Wolf Games. Where you get to play a werewolf. Or a bunch of werewolves. uh, And you get to go around and be eco-terrorists. Which is the general idea of the game, right? Right.
0: I would say i would say yeah you're basically eco terrorists that are um causing um havoc for you know an evil organization i think that the main enemy you can kind of boil it down to is pentax and the worm um, but you also have some different ideas regarding that as well um, but maybe we should explain what the worm the weaver in the wild is and kind of bring this back to why are these why are werewolves eco-terrorists
1: okay so in order to explain the wild weaver and worm you kind of have to understand that werewolves in this game are spiritual creatures right it's the the mythos of the game kind of takes us out of the classical werewolf mythos of you know just uh, it's a disease lycanthropy like uh like in d uh and it turns it into an entire society of what are called uh shape changers uh there are other types of shape changers and maybe we'll do podcasts on those in the future but uh but werewolves uh grow up as spiritual beings uh They have the power to shift into the Umbra. And if you don't know what the Umbra is, we'll get to that at some point. Uh, but spirit creatures and, uh, the, the spiritual health of the universe in general, uh, falls under three major, uh, purviews. There's the wild, which is chaotic creation, uh, New ideas, uh, spaces where new things come, come into being uh, weaver is stasis, uh, a building that's in a place for, you know, a hundred years. The weaver is protecting that there's weaver spirits. Uh, and then the worm classically is supposed to be the spiritual equivalent of decay. It's supposed to be the types of spirits that eat away at the things that the weaver has created over time. Uh, In the mythos of werewolf, at some point a very, very long time ago, the weaver imprisons the worm and the worm goes crazy. My personal interpretation of this, uh, which I'm not sure everybody agrees with, is that the weaver is basically preventing the worm from doing its job. And so that's why the worm gets corrupted, uh, in the mythos. And so most of the time as werewolves and fighters for Gaia, which is the earth spirit, uh, you fight the worm because the worm is doing the most visible damage.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. the, the, the focus that the, the you know is is fighting on the worm, um, but you have a belief structure that they should also be fighting the weaver. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Now, uh, and in fact, say, in
0: would you say that that humans are 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 creatures of the weaver
1: though? Uh, I think humans can be servants of all three, but. It's, it's actually kind of like which one happened first. Did humans, uh, serve the weaver and imprison the worm or did humans become the way we did because some sort of cosmological event, uh, where some sort of representation of the worm was actually imprisoned by the weaver, you know, it, it doesn't actually matter which one happened first. Uh, that's just where we are today. Um. Humans still come up with new ideas. That's that's wild. Uh, spelled W Y L D. Uh, and then the weaver is the the cultural aspect of sustaining things uh, while we're using them. Uh, I think philosophically, the idea of the worm being imprisoned is where humans try to maintain things for longer than they're supposed to. Like Mm. we should, instead of having his, well, this is a, probably a bad example, but just the easiest one, but like historical buildings that serve no purpose other than in some cases educational, uh, are just held in place, uh, specifically in the world of darkness. I think there's, uh, if, if anybody's ever gone to like an older industrial part of a city, where nobody's done any maintenance and nobody's, you know, kept up a building. Like, that's the philosophical uh, consequence of this. It's the worm is trying. Yeah, the worm is constantly trying to, like, destroy this building through, you know, physical decay. People want to tear it down, all this other stuff. But in the world of darkness, you just can't do it. There, there's just no way, because the weaver is ascendant, the worm has very little power. And so in those places, worm creatures who are, have completely been uh, you know, stripped of their power to actually destroy things and, and take them back into the, the non-existence that they're supposed to be, uh, they get corrupted. And that's the shit that werewolves fight. Because, in the process of doing the thing that they're supposed to tr- be trying to do, uh, they kill people and you know, make people into femori or you know toxic sludge, radiation, just like all these things that that we consider to be uh, terrible uh, just that's that's where worm creatures thrive
0: and there's a there's an organization called pentex that specifically does try to bring a you know more worm taint that's a human organization um that usually is considered to be filled with you know other um tainted werewolves the the black spiral dancers the vampires yeah. um you know taint uh, nefandius mages and stuff like that that could be part of this organization and i find it interesting that out of one of the big things with with werewolf is that it's a very combat heavy game. Um, and it's very, uh, it's more akin to the concepts of, of dungeons and dragons and dungeons crawls. And just, you know, you can just kind of go out and do this adventure. You guys can go out and just kill a whole bunch of things that are evil. You know, there's a, it's, it's much easier with the, the weaver, the wild, the worm, if you wanted to, as a GM and a player base, you can easily just boil it down to worm evil, go destroy. And your group can just go out and destroy stuff. You can ignore all of the the, the rituals and the, the the beauty that is uh, werewolf in the world of darkness and all the rich history that exists in it, and just be like, "We're a bunch of werewolves that go out and just destroy the worm," um, and yeah. be still playing within a very very well within the the idea of the game.
1: Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier, where it's you know, if you look at role-playing games in general, like you kind of have to structure them as group events. Like it's it's very hard to, unless you're in a LARP situation, uh, have a story about like individual werewolves all like doing their individual things. and uh, D is really good at creating the classical RPG experience where it's A group of people get together and using mostly combat abilities, they solve problems and gain experience and go on to do other things that are usually solving more problems with violence. And werewolf basically sets out to create that as the base type of gameplay, uh, so that's probably a good place to start talking about, as opposed to classical werewolf uh, mythos in media, uh, and maybe you can explain this, uh, how does the world of werewolf say uh, werewolf society exists?
0: So that's one thing that I always found really fascinating about werewolf in general is that um you can boil it down to the just combat creatures that are terror terrorists but there's this huge rich history that i've never seen done by any other um historical concepts that we have or or literature that we really have on werewolves it, a lot of werewolf at least from my experiences um you know which is not a huge amount actually with werewolf to be honest but a lot of it all comes from you know they're being controlled by vampires or they're just wild creatures that are just you know out there killing stuff um and if you get bitten by them you get turned into a werewolf where um you know white wolf really took this and moved it completely differently and said this is a family thing this is a genetic thing um you have kinfolk, you have uh, werewolves. Um, and not everybody who you know is a descendant of a werewolf becomes a werewolf, but there's a possibility that down the line you could become a werewolf just per, for having a werewolf in your ancestry. Um, and you didn't, if you bit somebody, it didn't matter. You know, you didn't, You ne- there was no transmission there. And it's all about this connection to Gaia, to Lu- uh, Luna. And then they have the tribes that the 13 different tribes that they break everything down into. And they create this really unique setting and history for werewolves that I feel is the most original, um, taking of of the base concept of werewolf and just doing something extremely original while still you know borrowing a lot from you know history and concepts that we have of history so one of the things that yeah. they did is they busted it down into 13 different tribes so let's kind of go over those
1: well actually uh before we do we do that i just want to expand on uh the the thing because if you're going to play a werewolf the first place you start is um you know how is a werewolf created? Um, and you, you talked about kinfolk, so we're we're about to get into the tribes. But uh, in in theory, there are regular, generally regular people who are kinfolk to one of these tribes. Uh, so, if two kinfolk have a kid, there is a very low chance that that becomes a werewolf. Uh, if a kinfolk mates with an actual werewolf. Uh, there's a higher chance that you become a werewolf uh, if, if you're that child. Uh, and then if two werewolves have a kid that is automatically a Metis, which is against the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a deformed uh, creature that is not so good. Uh, but yeah, so, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, so yeah, the 13 tribes,
0: Alright, so 13 tribes. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, just delve into. We've got the uh, Black Furies. Um, And this is your more. This is the only women are part of this. Um, And save. And they say save for a few Metis uh, males that that the Black Furies allow. Uh, I believe there's something about like they kill all the male.
1: Uh, I I don't know entirely, but uh, the idea is the the black fairies are from Greece. They're they're kind of the Athenian warriors uh, of of the werewolf world, and, and yes, they do. They they kind of have that classical like uh, men can't exist here, but uh, yes, if the, if there is a metis that is born to their tribe, uh, the the male metis can uh, kind of seek refuge there. I think the main part of that is that Metis are uh, uh, sterile. They can't have kids. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a um, I don't know. It kind of implies that the ideology is that uh, uh, a man who can still have children is the one that they want to keep out. Um, But yeah, so Black Furies are as a gm or a player you can play them extremely anti male if you want uh but in general uh you, you you don't have to it's it's more of a structure and uh, right. they they are Wonder limitation type kind of uh black Fury, yeah. where you know she
0: belongs to a, a group of all amazonian women but uh you know she's willing to go out and work with superman or whatever um <laughs> you know and you can kind of have the same kind of thing where um but they're traditionally like this warrior race of of women, you know, that goes all the way back to like you said, I believe it was Greece, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's where they're ostensibly from, and, and actually, to just talk about that, uh, in the, reg- the original conception of of werewolf, they tied a lot of these tribes to uh, physical regions, geographical regions in our world, and there has since been some uh criticism of the there's an ethnocentrism uh throughout all of uh the world of darkness books that people have criticized uh they've they've tried to get away from that later uh but this is definitely part of that i mean wonder woman athenian warrior uh whoever came up with that was a product of, you know, post-World War II America. And and this was just kind of a continuation of that. So I think if you play a Black Fury these days, uh, there are some other things to consider. But yeah, in general, regionally based. But you can have, you can have a Black Fury uh, cairn anywhere in the world. That's just kind of how it went at some point. Um, so
0: yeah, let's move on to the um, Bone Nars here, uh, because I really, I really like the Bone Nars. Bone Gnar's are kind of one of my favorite, favorite types. I didn't really, I haven't really actually done too much when I played um, Werewolf. I didn't really do a whole bunch with the Black Furies, but I did play a lot of Bone Nars in my time. And uh, yeah. so this is your downtrodden um, junkyard dog werewolf um you know they're they're city dwellers a lot of the times they're considered the omegas or the the concept of like they're the lowest of the low um so they can kind of do whatever they want so they're able to buck tradition quite a bit um and and they have um you know still, you know, a rich history of helping the homeless and being, um, you know, fighting against the followers of Set in Egypt. And, you know, they, they have a rich, strong history. It just is interesting that they're just this lowly, you know, they like being the lowest because it lets them just completely buck all concepts of, you know, they're the ones that get to say whatever they want.
1: Yeah. And in fact, they are... Basically, supernaturally cursed to be that way. Like, if if a if a bonar comes into like a great amount of wealth, they will almost certainly lose it immediately. Um, uh, yeah, bonars are meant to be basically the poor people from any part of the world. Uh, it's it can be really fun to play them. Uh, it can be really to f- fun to run them as uh, NPCs. Uh, cause I mean, they, they just show up in cities. It's, it's them in glass walkers and it's, it's kind of like any movie that's set in an urban environment where you're, you're, you're finding that there's the Bonars are going to be the street people. Like, and... uh,
0: like, um. John Wick. John Wick, like the guy from yeah. John Wick, uh, Morpheus in John Wick. I, I, I think he's a, a werewolf, because and a bonar. because he's he took a thousand cuts, and he's still alive. Like, oh yeah. I mean, he did get scarred, but werewolves can get scarred, so.
1: <laughs> they can.
0: But uh, but yeah, um, th- that's a really good example of what a really badass bon- bonar would be like.
1: Yeah, uh, another thing about Bonars, along with Glasswalkers, they were kind of the, the the tribe that moved along with human civilization. Uh, just wherever human civilization moved to in large numbers, Bonars went with them. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how they uh, and they can be anywhere and of any race, of any descendancy, of anything. You know, like it's uh, except for that they're all supernaturally kind of poor
1: <laughs> yeah no specifically so
0: um, so let's go ahead and move on uh, here to the children of Gaia and also of another favorite of mine um, because these are kind of in a warrior race of, of, of werewolves these are your your kinder gentler um, sect of, of werewolves although have been known to be um, able to kick some major ass when the time is needed. Um, yeah, no. Pushed into a corner.
1: Yeah, if if you are born into the Children of Gaia, and, and in general, when you're a werewolf, you are born into a tribe, uh, although you can technically choose a different tribe uh, at some point in your life. Uh, the Children of Gaia, uh, their, uh, their totem or spirit kind of guide is... Uh, uh, unicorn and unicorn is a peace spirit, uh, so they're they're more diplomatic. Uh, they're they're dedicated to not fighting until it's like the last possible option. Uh, but if you look into the children of Gaia, like if they ever do fight, oh man, they they will absolutely fuck you up. Yeah, they have some
0: pretty interesting gifts that can kind of. I've, um... I, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I can't remember it off the top of my head and I, I'd have to go look it all up, but there's some interesting gift stuff that you can do. Um, and that's one one of the things that's interesting about all of this is that um, each one of these groups have their own kind of spirits that they work with that give them special powers. Um, and But you can kind of access it um, from anybody. You can kind of get access across the way, but it costs more type kind of thing. Um, Werewolf has like this interesting like you don't have to you know a lot of things are like you have to have level one then you need level two then you need level three and you'll have level one two three and four you know as your powers and they each one is more powerful than the other um, and they all kind of lead into each other where <coughs> werewolf has this kind of like jump around you know rank one rank two rank three rank four is definitely one is more powerful than the other but you don't you don't need to lead up to um you know have level one of some power that goes all the way up to level four. They're all distinct different kind of powers. And you can buy multiple level four when you start playing.
1: Yeah. And um, you I'm not sure what I really wanted to say about that. I think you, you finished it.
0: But yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, I just find it interesting that there's a lot of uh, cool powers that they kind of have that can be used um, if need be in a fight.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, uh, those are called gifts. Uh, they're generally taught to uh, a werewolf by a spirit, and once they're taught to you, uh, it's something that you have access to, uh, pretty much forever.
0: Yeah, until you, unless you piss off Gaia or or the spirits, they can they can remove. But then you make packs with worm spirits and stuff like that, and get all your powers from the evil guys. Um. So, let's go ahead and move on, though, to Fianna. Um, so, this is your Celtic um, and European kind of uh, tradition um, guru. Um, so, I'm not super familiar with, with the Fianna. I know that they're... Um...
1: Yeah. So, so I always get Fianna and get a Fenris... Uh, which is actually the next one so maybe we can just kind of combine it uh, this this goes back to the the, the western centric kind of idea uh, in in world of darkness uh, so Fianna are the British Isles it's your uh, your Celtics your Irish your' your Scottish your Welsh there's probably like a dozen other terms that you could throw in there. Uh, so they're going to be more closely associated with the Fae, uh, which is actually another game line yeah. called Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the way I wanted to describe them is actually the way I also want to describe a Fenris. Uh, they're the, the drinkers, the, uh, the, the poets. Uh, although Geta Fenris is, is slightly different.
0: Well, the Geta um, Fenris are more like killy humans, aren't they?
1: Uh, Not so much human killing, but more like uh, kind of the Viking mythos of uh, more warriors. Um, so Fianna is more... I would say Fianna is elves. Geta Fenris are dwarves. Maybe that's maybe a better way to put it so that's uh, an
0: analogy that can be made you
1: it's it's an analogy that I made off the cuff that I think a lot of people would probably disagree with but uh but yeah, Fianna is uh i mean the way it says it in the book lore masters, warrior poets and drinkers par excellence uh fiery passion and insights, and less charitably uh for stubbornness and veniality um Oh, I'm thinking of the Red Talon or the one. I don't know. I don't yeah, know no. why I always
0: get the Ged of Fenris and the Red Talon always confuse me. But, and there's no oh. reason why they should.
1: Uh, no, no, they only really shouldn't. Uh, but yeah, so Fianna is your uh, wolves from Ireland and the British Isles. And so all of the mythos that are associated with peoples of that area. I'm not sure. Are there even wolves in that area? in our world.
0: I have no idea. I mean, I imagine so. Like
1: There's they, probably a few. They
0: had tales of... You know, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, um, let's go ahead. Uh, so we talked a little bit about what we kind of know about the, the get of Fenris. Um, once again, we, we also get that confused for some reason. Uh, well, Mike had a really good reason why his gets confused. I have no reason. Um,
1: well, it's, it's because... In our current world, uh, the the mythoses of Northern Europe have all been smushed together by all of our current media. And so, it's like, oh, the Celtics, the Norwegians, the Swedish. It's like, okay, yeah, no, to us, it's all the same. But, like, classically, they were very different in fact, fought constantly. Uh, and today, they're different people. Like, Well yeah but they're all part of the european union kind (laughs) of maybe not so much anymore
0: anyways uh so um let's go on to the glass walkers here because the glass walkers i i I like a lot um these are ones that i've also played which are the these are your techno werewolves actually and they work with the um the weaver a lot and have a lot of uh gifts that they get from weaver spirits actually
1: yeah. And so, uh, to kind of expand on what I was talking about earlier, uh, m- the, the wild weaver worm kind of triad, uh, most werewolves associate themselves more with wild spirits, uh, nature spirits and such, but the glass walkers more closely associate with weaver spirits. So technological things, uh, they work with computers. Uh, and in fact, their history is really amazing because they're the ones that have had the most different names over the years because uh, they, they were the Iron Riders. Um, yeah, as humanity evolved, they they created different names for themselves.
0: That um, Like they were the Warders of Men, the City Warders, or simply the Wardens for a while in the Dark Ages.
1: Um, oh, yeah, the Wardens of Men, yeah.
0: Yep, the uh, I can't pronounce that in the Renaissance. They changed their name again in the Victorian age as the Iron Riders. Tetrasominums? I, no, I'm too stupid to be able to speak English. So. <laughs> so.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll look it up later and uh, tell you how to pronounce it.
0: Here, I'll put it in chat for... a word. Uh,
1: But yes. yeah, tetrasomians.
0: <laughs> yes. So that's what they were in the Renaissance. But yeah, they're really cool. Um, I like it. I, I, I like the concept behind them. They're like the more modern, but they're also not well, uh, they're, you know, they're less liked by the other werewolves because they are more city folk. You know, they're more involved in technology. They'll be on the digital web, um and do stuff on the digital uh, yeah. web. And uh a yeah, lot I mean, of other they're, they're... look at this and go, what the heck are you doing?
1: Yeah and in fact glasswalker cairns can be in like server rooms and shit. So right. it's uh I mean if I was gonna run a, a werewolf chronicle I would probably have a lot of glass walkers, and in fact the backstory for my character uh for my techno mage character on Technogate, uh was running around with a uh what is the what is the grouping in werewolf
0: the cyber dogs
1: Mike? what's that
0: cyber dogs
1: well no it's um so tribe and then uh It's not clan why can't i think of that name it's it's pack Pack. i was i was part of a (laughs) my techno mage character was part of a werewolf pack that was mostly glass walkers and we called us called ourselves the diamond dogs
0: Yeah, so, yeah, and they can have connections to, you know, certain things. Although, <clears throat> the more and more that I get into the world of darkness, um, and I continue GMing for it, the more and more I see the need to create really strong veils of, like, unless you were directly involved with and you might not have even told, you know, you normally wouldn't have even told people, I think, about a lot of your experiences just because it's so shrouded in, um, mystery and danger of talking about such things like
1: oh yeah yeah that's it,
0: it's a weird uh it's a, it's a weird world i've definitely run games though and, and and technogate currently is kind of at that level of where there is at least a good amount of connection um that there's you know they might not know what a tribe is or anything but they know that werewolves exist and your character interacting with them gives you a strong connection that explains where you get your werewolf lore instead of just, I read it in a book or I learned it from a master.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, now, uh, that might be a good place to just mention the veil, which is, um, so there's something in the werewolf mythos called the litany, which is basically the, the basic rules that werewolves are supposed to follow. And one of them is to always maintain the veil which is similar to the masquerade in vampire where it's basically don't let people know werewolves exist. Right. You got to prevent that shit. Yeah. Every, um, every
0: group basically has a, you can't let, let people know that we exist or bad things happen. And, yeah. and, and there's this uh, enforced actually pretty strongly by the concept of humans freak the hell out when they, um, when they see a werewolf uh, in full Krinos
1: form. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that, that's what I was going to say, is werewolves kind of had the, have this built in to their existence. Uh, when they show their true form, which is, uh, I pronounce it Krinos, uh, which is their big giant, I'm a fucking werewolf form, uh, humans in general go into something called the delirium uh in which case they completely either don't remember seeing a werewolf or they explain it away in whatever uh context uh, makes most most sense in their minds uh so th- their the the veil is helped by that uh uh phenomenon
0: yeah yeah that's that supports and then the commu- you know the the whole their whole society you know their ritualistic you know set up and stuff like that makes it uh, you, you don't really talk you don't want to let anybody know what the heck's going on here you will get in a lot of trouble um, so uh, that takes us to the red talons which I had mistaken and when I had said that the the get a were Human Eaters, I was talking about the Red Talons. These guys yeah. are well known for their hatred of humans. Um, they're mostly Lupin in origin or Metis. Um, they they primarily, I'm not even sure about Metis. I know for a fact, though, they're primarily Lupin. There's very, very unlikely that you'll be anything other than Lupin if you choose a Red Talon, unless you got some fantastical story about how you're a red tail and that was originally
1: human. So that might be a good place to explain, uh, the other part of being born a werewolf. Right. So, so there are three, uh, basic types. There's Hamid, Metis, and Lupus, right? So werewolves can switch all the way from human to Lupus, but you were born as, as one of them. Um, if you are the child of a human mother, you're Hamid. Uh, if, if you're the child of a wolf mother, you are a lupus. And so just to to kind of complete the explanation, if you grow up, grow up as a lupus, uh, you grow up as a wolf and then your first change uh, which is actually a big deal in, uh, the, the mythos. Your first change is when you first change into your Crinos form, your big fuck off werewolf form. It's generally, uh, uh, it's a rough day to say the least. Um, but, uh, but that's the day if you were born a lupus, like you are basically a wolf until you have that first change. And then you find out, like, like you gain consciousness, essentially, um, and now have the ability to switch all the way to human, uh, which can be difficult for some people because because uh, they grew up a wolf, and so they don't know certain things. Um, and then, of course, Metis is uh, you're born from, you're born or either from a human or from a wolf, but it's from... Uh, the the father is also a werewolf Uh, and then you're born a metis usually kill your mother during the birth and then uh, just you basically stay in big fuck off werewolf form for your entire childhood Uh, it's I don't know how there's so many metis I feel like it would be really really rare I would think that it would be pretty rare yeah I think it's. I, I think from my perspective, it's just that um, I've encountered metis in so many stories that it's like, oh man, they're just everywhere. It's like werewolves are just completely ignoring this shit, right? Uh, but that's not the case. They're they're pretty rare. Uh, but anyway, so red talons in general, that tribe is you are born a lupus and you stay lupus your entire life. Uh, the some of the characters in the, the mage chronicle that, uh, my friend Charles ran for us a few years ago. Uh, there was a lupus and, and like, he did a really amazing job of when we met some red talons in the, the wilderness of, uh, Canada, they refused to go all the way to human in order to communicate with us. Uh, cause we were a group of mages. Uh, but the so, uh, what's, uh, what's that? Hispo? Yeah, the, the, uh, uh Galabro is the the form in between human and big ass werewolf. And so it, it got all the way to Galabro so that it had, like, vocal cords that we could understand. <laughs> uh, but it refused to go into human. You guys yeah. couldn't just
0: learn its language? What kind of mages are you?
1: Uh, yeah, we probably could have. <laughs> um, but yeah, Red Talons very anti-human uh unless there's some weird circumstances
0: all right so next um and a pretty heavy hatred on humans and just human society
1: in uh, general. yeah yeah very much
0: um so we've got the uh shadow lords that are next and so these guys are stereotypically your bad guys like that are still good guys kind of thing that they'll they will do the. Um, they they kind of will do what needed to be done in order to get things um, accomplished. They're um, they're known more for some of their connections to, you know their. You know, um, let's see here. During during t- there was a time during Europe where they became involved with uh, a group of uh, vampires called the Zemisi.
1: Um, I see and... I'm not familiar with that.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know too much about it, but yeah, it's a thing that that ha- had happened um, that they got kind of involved with during, I think it's like the Dark Ages. <laughs> that
1: that sounds right. Case
0: um there's a um these are your more what uh eastern european
1: yeah so this, this is another one of the the kind of regionally based ones so the eastern europeans it's the uh i think in modern times uh especially with the stuff that's been happening politically i think we would know about it in terms of uh ukraine so like in the ukraine uh you've got your uh your ethnic Russians and then your other ethnic groups. Uh, I'm I'm not super familiar with, uh, the, the different ones, but it's the people that, that live between the Western European nations and Russia proper. It's, it's all them. Your Chechnya, Ukraine, uh, yeah that's pretty much all I know about it but they're, they're they're known for being kind of ruthless and and I think this is one of the ones that uh is kind of accused of being a little um a little teensy bit racist
0: in the sense of like actual racism
1: yeah like uh the the general ideas about that particular tribe uh, might be derived from some negative racial stereotypes? Oh,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so the uh, the next thing that we've got is uh, the silent striders, um, which I don't know too much about the silent striders other than that they know that they kind of deal with the uh, they can deal with the Dark Umbra a little bit, I believe. And they're from Egypt, I believe. And they fought the um, followers of Set quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Silent Striders are exiled from their homeland of Egypt uh, due to a conflict with uh, Set and the followers of Set. Um, because of their exile, they're known as being uh, kind of. Nomadic, uh, so so you wouldn't necessarily find a silent strider like hanging out in a city for his entire life or her entire life, uh, but like silent striders are great for characters that do a lot of traveling, um, show up out of nowhere, kind of thing. Uh, I think I used I used them pretty well in uh, the Gen Con game. Uh, I think our my silent strider character for the werewolves was called distant rumble. And he was kind of like the, uh, what's the, the Gandalf trope. Uh, I, I call you, uh, Gandalf Stormcrow Cause you only show up when shit's going down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was the guy that showed up and he's like, Hey, shit's about to go down. I'm here to help.
2: Right. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah they also have access to certain powers that allow them to move really really fast i cannot hear you and it was about
2: here unfortunately that we started experiencing some technical difficulties um so we are just going to wrap it up at this point but we will be continuing our conversation about werewolf the apocalypse in our next podcast next sunday um, so you can always catch us on Twitch um, to watch that live where you can see it afterwards uh, on YouTube or listen to it on our uh, podcast, uh, Podbean. Um, just want to give some shout outs here before we go um, to Midnight Express, Utility Muffin Labs and Darker Days Radios for being really great podcasts that helped inspire us to want to make our own podcast here. Um, definitely want to give out shout outs to onyx path uh, white wolf for creating these kind of crazy games here um, and um, shout outs to like, uh, Drive Through RPG for making some really great print on demand um, definitely check out the conventions um, like GaryCon, con midwinter origins gen con game con and uh, thank you so much for watching and we really hope to uh, continue building this podcast and, uh, making it great. So thank you.